Season 2, Episode 124A, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. Season 2, Episode 124A, The Rich Young Ruler, The Perils of Riches, and the Amazement of the Disciples. I'll talk to you about what they were amazed about. Uh, the rewards of forsaking all to follow the Messiah will be great. Uh, taught math for many years. I, I think it's... Uh, a hundredfold, which would be uh, ten thousand percent, because you multiply by a hundred to get your percent. So a hundred times a hundred is ten thousand, four zeros, right? But we'll be, but we'll be sovereign. God will give it to, and He's a, Jesus will be the judge, and He'll do a good job, and nobody's going to be saying you didn't deserve it or I deserved more. It'll all be done perfectly, and nothing to worry about there. Anyway, in Perea, which is on the east side of the Jordan River, uh, in, in the region controlled by Herod Antipas, which is not good news because Herod Antipas is the one that drove him out of Galilee. And after he killed John the Baptist, he wanted to kill Jesus. So Jesus has been kind of avoiding the west side of the Jordan, uh, Galilee. And uh, anyway, Perea is in the pro predominantly... Uh, Greek language is predominant there, so it's not as Jewish. Decapolis, ten cities, not a very Jewish name. Anyway, um, we're going to take a look at 15 verses in Mark and Mark chapter 10 and 13 verses in Luke for a total of 28 verses. This is from, uh, from this point on, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke have are more parallel are, are parallel more frequently meaning they cover this they're all three of them have to say about the rich young ruler and rewards uh, all right so uh, but there were just we've got four more uh, episodes in part 10 the latter Perean ministry and then we get to uh, the last public ministry in Jerusalem, which starts ep uh, part 11, starts on episode 28. And uh, it, uh, it begins with the triumphal entry, the beginning of the Passion Week. So then Jesus in the shadow during the Passion Week, he's trying not to be taken uh, until it's time and then uh, we've got uh, part 13 which is the arrest trial and crucifixion and burial of Jesus it all happens within 24 hours all 16 episodes known as the passion of the Christ uh, period f uh, I mean part 14 the resurrection appearance and ascension of Christ if it weren't for part 14 I don't think we'd be talking about Jesus it's what he did after he was crucified buried and rose again that changed the world changed the disciples Peter went to be a very very bold and tell Caiaphas to his face you know you crucified the anointed one and uh, should I obey God or you and just he was very bold Peter was anyway all right so uh, we're on episode 124 part a I had to divide it in two because I, I want to get the verses on uh, Spotify so you can read them as I 
read them. So I had to, there were just too many verses to fit them all on one episode. So I'm going to do that as I can. If, I, if I've got one so long, I have to go three episodes. I'll go ABC. We'll see. All right. Uh, just real quick, uh, I'll probably put these in today's uh, episode. I might not for the next one because it's got a couple more verses. But anyway, Daniel chapter seven, verse thirteen, written f uh, fourteen generations before, during the captivity, Babylonian captivity. While Daniel was alive, he was taken as a young boy, but he lived through the, the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, the conquering Medo-Persians, with Darius the Persian that threw him in the lion's den, or got tricked into throwing him in the lion's den. Anyway, Daniel said in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, describing the second coming of Christ, which is not too far away, the rapture will come first, and then seven years later, or less than seven years later, will come the second coming and the fulfillment of the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come. And then we have the thousand year reign of Christ on the earth. And all right, so, uh, and I, Daniel, saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, this is his vision, and came to the Ancient of Days, that would be God the Father, and they brought him near before God the Father. And also I want to take a look at another vision, this one by John in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. Two verses in Revelation chapter 6, 9 and 10. And this takes place in heaven, and I think it's about halfway through the tribulation, about the three, when it starts getting really bad uh, on earth. Not bad in heaven, but... Uh, and when he had opened the fifth seal, and that's Jesus. Jesus was the only one found uh, worthy to open the seals if you read Revelation chapter 9, or chapter 6, I'm sorry, verse 9. Uh, I, John, I like to read the names of the pronouns, saw under the altar of God the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. There's a lot of martyrs, martyrs that it, that could apply to. I think in particular it's talking about the 144,000 that have been put to death at this point. And I would, if I was going to put a time on this, I would say it's very close to the, the Lord's return. Because I don't think it really gets, the Antichrist doesn't start killing the 144,000 until... Uh, the three-and-a-half-year mark, the abomination of desolation, when he offers sacrifices in the temple and just goes crazy. Um, and they cried with a loud voice. These are the ones that died for their testimony. And, and now what they said, I think, tells you who they are, the 144,000. How long, or you could shorten that to one word, when, O Lord, holy and true, Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? This is in heaven, in the book of Revelation, during the marriage feast of the Lamb, or maybe that's over now in the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Uh, Christ's got other things to do besides judge our good. He's got to open these seals and the plagues that they come about, and this could be very close 
to the, the rapture, really, in my opinion. But, I mean, to the, the second coming of Christ at the end of the tribulation. Moving right along. Uh, How long, O Lord, does, holy, and just, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? The last five words identify it as 144,000 to me. Them that dwell on the earth. These people are still alive. They're still on earth. And they were the, the servants of the Antichrist that killed the 144,000. That's my take on this. Prophecy in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. All right, so we're going to take a look at uh, Season 2, Episode 124, The Rich Young Ruler and the, uh, the Rewards for Forsaking and Following Christ in answer to Peter's question. All right, so we're in Mark chapter 10, verse 17. In Mark chapter 10, verse 17, Mark records, And when Jesus was gone forth into the way, I think he's in Perea, which is about a thousand square mile area down by the mouth of the Jordan River into the Dead Sea, but on the east side of the Jordan, Jordan River. It's, it's just it's a predominantly uh, Greek culture there, Greek language and culture. Uh, getting away from the Jewish people, although Herod is in control of this part of this. He's a tetrarch. Tetrarch means four. There's Herod and his brother Philip. And I'm not sure who the other two tetrarchs are, but these are the, this is the most famous one, Herod Antipas. He's the worst. Killed John the Baptist and then went after Jesus, and Jesus has been avoiding him. And what shall I do? Okay, verse 17. And when Jesus was gone forth into the way, out into the highways and byways, there came one running and kneeled to him. We find in Luke's account that it was he was a ruler. Um, and he says to Jesus, good master. And, and let's also notice that he kneeled to him. So if this is a Pharisee or a Sadducee uh, kneeling before Christ, I mean, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that Jewish people just don't kneel to pe other people. So that's, that's a good thing for this guy, but still it... it recognizing who Jesus is and I guess believing in uh, him as his Savior are two different things because this guy is going to get to heaven because he's kept the commandments from his youth, which is, is just a lie. I remember when Roger Mosier talked to me a year before I trusted the Lord, Fellowship Christian Athletes meeting, he said, you know you're, first of all, you know you're a sinner. And I said, Man, I know I'm a sinner. I'm not, yeah, I agree with you there. I don't know anybody that isn't. But uh, anyway, good master, the, uh, I, I've always called him the rich young ruler but uh, good master what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life uh, just like when the Philippian jailer came to Paul and Silas what must I do to be saved believe on the Lord Jesus Christ thou shalt be saved what, what shall we do that we might work the works of God believe on him whom he hath sent Jesus told them that's the work of God is to, for salvation is to believe in on Jesus Christ as your only hope for heaven, as your Savior. Just like I trusted that parachute is the only way I was going to get to the ground after I jumped out of that airplane. 
was if that parachute opened and, and worked properly. And if it didn't, then I was going to open the reserve because I would be on the ground in nine seconds. Faster than you could say the Lord's Prayer, they told us. But anyway, um, uh, it opened up. It was beautiful. And I believed in parachutes from that moment on. And I jumped 10 years later, and I didn't give it a second thought. In fact, I on that jump, I took my camera with me and took pictures on the way down. So I, I became, when I when that girl said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven, the night I trusted Christ as my Savior at a Bible study, as soon as I agreed with her and said, you're right, that's, it was like the parachute opening over my head. All my fears were gone. All my, I'm trusting in Christ and not myself. It doesn't depend on me. It depends on Him. And this rich young ruler here is not of that elk. Uh, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Let's see. Jesus answers this question with a question. Jesus said unto the rich young ruler, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. And are you, are you, do you know who I am? Are you calling me God? Are you able to? I think Jesus can look right through this guy and see that he's trusting in his riches. He's trusting, he thinks gain is godliness, which is a mistake. And uh, maybe keeps people from going into, getting into heaven. They, they have so much here, they just, they don't want to give it up or whatever. I don't, they don't want to go to heaven. I can't understand it. I don't know. So anyway, and Jesus said unto him, and neither could Peter. So I'm in good company here. Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. That is God. Thou knowest the commandments. He's going to review the six that deal with other people. Love the Lord, that, the first four. Uh, love your neighbors yourself, starting with your parents. Uh, that's uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. All right. Um, Luke chapter, Mark chapter 10, verse 19. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, number seven. Do not kill, number six. Do not steal, number eight. Do not bear false witness, number nine. Do not defraud, which I'm going to call number 10. It means to keep back. It means to not give to people what is due to them. Like, I don't know, lost people should hear the gospel. Uh, I don't know. But uh, honor thy mother and father, number five. The first one that deals with people. The last six, starting with five, deal with other people. And uh, I think uh, Luke puts them in a little different order here. but And he leaves out defraud. But that's number 10, in my opinion. Thou shalt not covet. Uh, you know, like the little kid that's got to have all the toys, you know, can't share with anybody to defraud other people. I don't know. Verse 20. And he, Mark chapter 10, verse 20. And Jesus answered and said unto the rich, no, and then the rich young ruler answered and said unto Jesus, Master, Rabbi, all these have I observed from my youth. Come on. Roger Mosier was going to give me the gospel and he wanted to start with the fact that I was a sinner. I said, absolutely. Well, this guy can't get past that he's really perfect. And, and Jesus says, if you're going to be perfect, then just sell everything and follow me. Anyway, then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Now, remember, this guy I, is Jewish. 
I think he's Jewish. Maybe he's not. I mean, he did bow down to Jesus, and uh, a Jew's not going to do that unless they believe he is who he says he is. And But anyway, Jesus, beholding the rich young ruler, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way and sell all that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up thy cross, and follow me. He's less than two weeks from the crucifixion. Verse 22. He's avoiding Jerusalem because he wants to be killed at the Passover. That's my opinion. Verse 22. And the rich young ruler was sad at that saying and went away grieved. For he had great possessions. Um, All right, so uh, verse 21. Okay, because he had great, and follow me. Take up my cross and follow me. Verse 22. And the young man was sad, saying, at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Verse 23. And Jesus looked around about him and saith unto his disciples, always teaching, and I don't think there's a big crowd here. I think they're out in the wilderness, but maybe there is I don't know I don't see a crowd here but uh, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God and the disciples were astonished at his words what, what, what is this some new gospel what happened to for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life where is that where's, where's this new one about you got to give everything away and, his, and it says let, you know every man decide for himself how much he gives and the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and saith unto them, Children, speaking to his disciples, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. So th there's the point. He's trusting in something besides Jesus Christ for salvation. And if you're doing that, I've got bad news for you. You're not going to heaven unless you did it and you became a heretic and then you're still going. But because uh, you're born again and nothing can separate you. If we believe not yet, he abideth faithfully, cannot deny himself. Second Timothy 2, something or other. Paul says to Timothy, if, if we believe not yet, he abideth faithfully, cannot deny himself. So if they stop believing, you're still saved. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Once you're born into God's family, you're born into God's family. You might go crazy and think you're adopted, but your parents are still your parents. Anyway, children... How hard it is for them that trust in riches. So he's gone, he's gone right to the crux of it. He's, he's counting gain as God. I'm, God loves me so much. He's made me so rich that, that I must be a good guy. For it is easier for, verse 25, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. I, I'm not exactly sure what kind of part of speech that is hyperbole uh, some some I've heard some scholars or whatever some people that like to get outside the, the 66 books of the Bible but they say that the eye of the needle was a very small gate the dung gate I don't know which gate it was Jerusalem had a lot of different gates and the king gates have been boarded up since since uh, the dark ages but um, it's a Muslim boarded it up or stoned it up but he's going to enter that gate 
uh, it's going to get unboarded up. It's going to get unstoned up when Christ comes back. And it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Again, the, the reaction of the people, the reaction of the disciples tells everything you need to know. And they were astonished beyond measure. I don't know if I've ever been astonished beyond measure. That is, you know, just looking at everybody going, well, how did that happen? I mean, I like magic tricks, but I, I know they're sleight of hand. But this one, or something is said that you just go, what was that? And they were astonished out of measure. So, yeah, he's saying that there's something, I mean, that's what he's saying to make a point. You can't trust in riches. You can't trust in anything but him to get you to heaven is what he's saying. But they're just confused. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who can be saved? How, how, how in the world do you get saved? you got to keep the commandments from your youth? What's, what's going on? Sell everything you have? These guys had given up everything. Jesus looked upon, Peter says that in, just, in the next passage. I'm not sure. Maybe he says it here. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Even a rich man can be saved. Uh, Jesus, Judah, uh, David was tremendously rich. He'd saved all the money to build all the gold and silver in the temple, but left it for his son because God said, no, you killed too many people. You have too much blood on your hands to build my temple. That picked Solomon, who I don't think ever personally killed anybody. He did pass judgment on people, and he had a, a mighty man of valor that would take care of that for him. But anyway... Uh, verse 28, And Peter began to say unto him, Here it is. Here's what Peter's going to say. Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. He's the oldest of the disciples, I think. Might be the only one over 21 that had to pay the temple tax besides Jesus. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, uh, I think he's talking to all 12 apostles, there is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and for the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold, that's, that's a hundred times. One time, if you double your money, that's a hundred percent increase. If you increase it a hundred times, then you multiply that by a hundred and you get 10,000%. I just, whatever. Verse 30, And he shall receive a hundredfold, now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life in heaven. Sounds good to me. And even the persecutions, even my crippling motorcycle accident has really turned into a good thing. I'm a, I'm a better person. I'm a different person. And, and i got to put an ad in for the keto diet because that really gives me clarity of thought. And uh, what do I know? I'm just, just learning how to do it. I've been doing it for a couple months, but I, uh, I'm learning it. There's a lot to it. It's not just simple. It's very in depth. But anyway, look it up on the internet and you can find it on YouTube or whatever. There's one guy in particular, he's got 2,500 YouTube videos. If you've got any problem, 
a sore that won't heal, uh, problem with your eyes, uh, cataracts, whatever. He's got a, he's got something to do to something to eat, something to help. And uh, anyway, moving right along. Verse thirty-one: Many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So. I don't know what that means, but I guess it means just what it says. You know, just the little kid that, you know, that that has got nothing in Mexico but the gospel of the grace of God and is out there sharing Christ with people and maybe starves to death or whatever shall be first, as opposed to some evangelist that you want to, you see on TV all the time. And some of those guys aren't even going to make the cut. But anyway. All right, uh, now we're going to take a look at Luke chapter 18. We've got 13 verses here. And Luke chapter 18, verse, chapter 8, Luke 18, chap, uh, verses 18 through 30. 13 verses. Verse, uh, chapter 18, verse 18. And a certain ruler, that's it's just telling the story again from Luke's perspective, uh, who I think Luke was the first one to write the gospel. I think he wrote it, some scholars say as early as 37, 37 uh, AD, AD 37, that's pretty recent. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about when they were written. They were written, they are the Word of God, that's good enough for me. Uh, verse 18, and the certain ruler asked Jesus, saying, Good Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verbatim what Luke said, or Mark said. Uh, verse 19, And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? Answer the question with a question. Uh, None is good save one that is God. Sounds verbatim to what Mark said in chapter 10. Luke chapter 18, verse 20, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. They're in a little different order here. That's number 7. Do not kill. That's number 6. Do not steal. That's number 8. Do not bear false witness. Do not lie. And number five, honor your mother and father. And the ruler says, uh, all these have I kept from my youth up. Kept all the commandments. I've kept from my youth up. And that's just, man, if you're counting on that to get you to heaven, and, all that, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. The Ten Commandments are the heart and soul of the law of Moses. And it's to show us that we need a Savior. Just the opposite of this, to show us that we're not perfect. This guy's saying, oh, I've, I've kept all these. What do I lack? Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing, just one thing. Sell all that thou hast, distribute to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. That's it. You're going to be perfect. Just That's all you got left to do. It might be in Matthew where he says, well, if you're perfect, then sell all you have and give to the poor. And you got to, you know, whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. you got to get people lost before you can get them saved. People that think they're good enough to go to heaven, they're not looking for a Savior. They're not interested in a Savior. This guy's not interested in a Savior because he believes in works. Now, I hope he, you know, he had, this is AD, yeah, AD 30, right around then. And uh, 
Jesus is going to be crucified. I, 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 most of them have it, have him born. I think before B.C. Uh, before before zero. Um, A.D. zero. Before whenever that was. It has most people have A.D. starting. Uh, and four four B.C. But anyway, it's God doesn't have to make it crystal clear to us when when Christ came. Sorry, it, I'll tell you what it was: forty-two uh, generations from Abraham to Christ, fourteen from Abraham to the uh, to David, fourteen from David to the captivity, and fourteen generations from the captivity Daniel and Captain Medo-Persian captivity to uh, the Messiah. So we've got a pretty good timeline of when Christ came. Anyway, verse 23. And when the ruler heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And I, that's got to be one of the nightmares of being super rich is that you go, what? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die and... You know, not enjoy this forever, <laughs> whatever. I don't know how super rich they are, but I, you know, if you don't have a purpose in your life, I don't know how great life is. When you've tried everything there is to try, you got to invent new things to try. Anyway, and when he when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, "How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God?" For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye's needle, the needle's eye, than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And again, we have the, the apostles that are just like, what? And they, and they that heard it said, who then can be saved? It sounds like you've got to work your way to heaven by being good. Who, you know, we're not that good, Jesus. We haven't even been faithful to you. And we've only been with you for three years. Some of, them, some of them not that long. Anyway, and he said, and Jesus said, these things which are impossible with men are possible with God. God's grace makes anything possible. Anyone can be saved. There's no condemnation. There's no separation from the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8. And Peter said, Lo, now he's Peter's gonna. He's who can be saved, and he goes, okay, okay, I got you. Uh, there's no change in the gospel here. Uh, lo, we have left all and followed you. You know, I I had a really good business. My I was working for with Peter, James, and John. They're working for their father named uh, Thunder. James and John were the sons of Thunder, and they had he had higher servants, so I, he had a fishing business, and we've left all that three years ago and followed you. Uh, and Jesus said unto them, the twelve apostles, including Doubting Thomas and uh, Judas Iscariot, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold many times over, manifold many times over more in this present time both in this physical life and in the world to come life everlasting so again that, again that's a participation trophy is 
is heaven, eternal life in heaven. And uh, if you have nothing, uh, you're, you're in heaven. Better to be a doorkeeper in heaven than, than the alternative, which would be the lake of fire. Anyway, I think there's degrees of reward, reward in heaven, and I think there's degrees of punishment in hell. That's my personal take, although the first thousand years will be uh, in lake of fire. Anyway, and it's whatever. I... All right, so I'm going to say next episode, season two, episode 124, B, because I got 31 verses in Matthew, which is going to basically cover this same ground again. But I would run out. I want to get it so you can read it along with it. I'm going to say adios to God and vaya con Dios, go with God.